I thought that we in the Reduced Shakespeare Company were weird old men. But I'm talking today to a rock journalist and rock star who is literally a weird old man and is making a living doing it. Charlie Christmas, whose new album, Weird Old Man, has just dropped. Have I used that terminology uh, correctly? I think so. I think so. I think the kids are going to be able to follow that, yeah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 656, Weird Old Man. Charlie Christmas's new self-produced album, Weird Old Man, came out earlier this year, and it is the perfect summertime listen. Charlie's played over the years with a variety of bands, ranging from Urge Overkill to the Mobile Homeboys, and Charlie Christmas is actually the nom de rock of music journalist Chuck Crisofoli, who, amongst many other credits, created some musical cues for our production of All the Great Books Abridged. I was excited to talk to both Chuck and Charlie, you know, one weird old man to another, and we began by talking about where his particular blend of garage rock was actually recorded. I made use of the of the garage and the bathroom. There's great reverb, natural reverb in the bathroom. So a lot of vocals were there. But yeah, this is, a, you know, it's it's um, always been in bands, always loved playing out and have had a few back back when uh, CDs were the, all right, back when vi- cassettes and vinyl and then CDs, you know, always had sort of um non-performing releases or i mean we we perform but they just didn't get heard very much there's been releases uh in those other mediums but now it's just so easy to to um get stuff out there and i'd been working on stuff for a while and just thought you know uh, this this i I like this music i've come up with It it should have a life out there so uh just did what i had to do to get it out on Spotify and iTunes and, and all that stuff, and then um, work with some folks that helped me promote it to the radio. You know, it seemed bizarre for uh, a weird old man to be played on a couple hundred college radio stations. And as you say, you literally are a one-man band. You sing and play all the instruments on this album, right? Yeah, I started, you know, piano lessons as a kid and then kind of picked up guitar on my own, but when I played in the school bands, it was it was drums for 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 any of the real trivia fans my 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 first public performance was playing it with the fourth grade concert band playing the tambourine to uh do you know the way to san jose which i don't think really has an important tambourine part but i was playing it and then when i started looking for um people to play within bands there was always a better drummer and there was always a better guitarist but it seemed like everybody needed a bassist so i i kind of picked that up and uh yeah just can do can just i can do just enough on all of those things to execute <laughs> what what i hear you know i don't think it doesn't necessarily impress anybody who's really good at any one of those instruments but amuse myself and let's talk about what you hear, because there's a lot of really cool influences on 
Weird Old Man. I mean, one of my favorite songs is um, an instrumental. It's called, I think, Secret, Secret Agent Pig. <laughs> Secret Service Pig. Sir, excuse me. Secret Service Pig. It's, I, I love the vibe of it. It's like, a, it's like from a 70s exploitation movie. It's got a Curtis Mayfield feel to it. And I oh, just, that's it. I just want to pl- I want to play it in my head as I'm walking down the street. Somebody with a huge hat is running down a street really fast and and looking over his shoulder being chased and guns are being flashed and cars are doing that up on two wheel thing. Yeah, that that's the whole vision that that song. But it's, it, it's oddly enough, that's, that's an instrumental tune that's, well, the, the, the title is based, loosely based on a true incident. Um, I play in a cover band up in uh, Santa Barbara, a band called the Double Wide Kings, which plays sort of classic rock um, songbook. And we were playing a, this was a corporate gig, and... Um, which which meant that we you know we were we were sort of well paid for nobody to listen to us nobody cared that there was a band there <laughs> but uh we were playing and somebody from the uh the company that we were playing for there's there was some member of some employee who shows up at work with a service pig and she brought the service pig to our show and the pig was the one that came came up closest to the stage and then vomited all over the dance floor. We had, <laughs> we had, we had to contend with the, the aroma of pig vomit in the air as we closed our first set. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, the concept of service pig was, <laughs> was stuck in my head and then why not make it secret service pig? So that's, that's a harsh review, boy. But tell me about some more of the influences uh, uh, on the album, because there's a lot of, it just has a, it feels both of the moment and up to the moment, because you've got a song called Put It Away, which is a a great reminder, because apparently some men need to be reminded. older white male take on the B2 movement that was 
that was my attempt at a contribution to that. Well, and and fair enough, which is better than mine because you know I I, I would I would I'd be tempted to say, hey, that looks like a penis, only smaller. <laughs> Uh, you you ass yeah. old asshole put it away but now i can play your song put it away All right, so I've asked you twice, and then I've never let you answer. So what are some of the other influences that, you know, your musical influences? Um, always been a huge uh, Beach Boys fan, and there's a song, so the, the first song is called Place to Stand, where I think I have uh, maybe a dozen of myself voices, and I always like the, I, I, there, there's some um, sort of the, the, the failed Beach Boys albums, the early 70s, you know, not the hits, not the surf hits, not the car hits, just sort of the, the really oddball um, album stuff that, that, that I love. And I, and I love what Brian Wilson was still doing with his the layering of harmonies and the production value and everything. So that was, that was that's, you know, was uh, something that I was directly shooting for with, with that song to try to replicate that a bit. And, um, there's some, um, there's a touch of, uh, there's a, there's a, the next song on there is a friend of mine, which is pretty clearly like a T-Rex, Roxy music, yep. kind of glam rock thing. Uh, there's one called Wrong Way Home, which was, that was one of the first ones I recorded. And I, I was sort of just trying to figure out how to, uh, this the, the recording this album was the first time I did everything kind of on this uh, uh, using this Logic Pro program on the computer. So everything was through the computer, not through outboard gear, um, which I'd worked with before. And I was just trying to get my get over the learning curve of how to how to record on on this stuff, and um, came up with this uh, decided that I was going to do something kind of Pink Floyd. Dark Side of the Moon, Moonish, and that 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 became Wrong Way Home. The instrumental stuff was sort of feels like the soundtrack to some strange 70s, either heist flick or softcore porn flick. Um, that that was that was a, a muse of one sort, and then the um, kind of a kind of a triad of uh, Beach Boys, Ramones, and Frank Zappa, I guess would would be the be at the heart of a, of a lot of the other stuff. I mean, I downloaded it when it came out, I think earlier this winter, and it just, and I would blare it in the car as I'm driving around in the wintertime, but it, it just, it really cries out for uh, all the windows down or the top down if you drive a convertible. It's that kind of music you want to crank <laughs> out loud. That's really nice to hear. That's great. Yeah, we That's great. Document, but we didn't read 
the finer print So apologies for your distress You know we wish you all the best Everything right and one thing wrong The band can't play your wedding song The band can't play your wedding song The band can't play your wedding song Hello, as far as I know, I'm Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? You can see Reduced Shakespeare in your own home by owning your very own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, written by me and Reed Martin and illustrated by the marvelous Jenny Masels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to both Amazon and independent bookstores in the U.S. and the U.K. on our website. We have two performances left of our spring and summer of 2019 tour of the complete works of William Shakespeare Abridged Revised. Next week, we'll be in Lakeside, Ohio on July 18th, and then we'll be in Lake Placid, New York on August 10th. We'll have more performance dates starting this fall of 2019, both in the U.S. and in other countries, and we'll announce those dates just as soon as we can. As always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office venue and ticket information. Now back to my conversation with Charlie Christmas, whose album Weird Old Man is out now, and who also writes music journalism, including books about Elvis Presley, Jim Morrison, and Nirvana, and articles for such outlets as the LA Times and Rolling Stone, under his real name, Chuck Crisofoli. How much does your, uh, your, uh, your budding, your budding uh, late-stage career as a rock star um, coincide with your other secret identity as a rock journalist. I try to develop the ability to listen to not just stuff I I sort of already thought I might like, but you know, anything that that I was asked to review, I wanted to listen with a with a fair but critical ear. And I think after doing that for so long, it's kind of, that that's definitely a muscle I use with my own stuff, you know, just how to be critical uh to be appropriately critical without without falling into self-loathing <laughs> and um <laughs> and how to be fair you know i think the, the the critic work definitely helped me develop an ear for my own stuff so that you know what what i ended up with on this album um it's it, you know it's it's within anyone else's rights not to like it but for me it's exactly what i intended to, to put out there and you must have met a bunch of great artists along the way my family sometimes gets tired of this because somebody mentions uh you know uh billy idol and oh yeah you know one time i was with billy idol at the studio and uh, and he, he was a, he was actually a good a good interview but he um i don't know if there was a hearing issue but he he yells everything that he says he's he's he was he's, he's a very excitable sort but uh 
Yeah, it's just you know there were there were great moments like um, th- this this cover band that I would play with. We are just starting to get ready for uh, a show in uh, Santa Barbara next November where we're going to do all Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young music. And one of my favorite um, assignments as a LA Times reporter was to spend a day in the studio with Crosby, Stills and Nash. Young, oh. Young wasn't there, but. That was just, you know, uh, when I got to do stuff like that, I just never, I wanted to do, you know, the job. I, I was aware that I had a job to do, but I never forgot that, like, this this is a privilege. This is fantastic to, to, to watch, especially something like that, being in the studio, watching them do what they do. Uh, yeah, I, I, I always loved that. I had the privilege once of watching the... Ed, the Edwin Hawkins Gospel Family Band work with oh, the Tower wow. of Power horn section oh, God. to create charts. I spent an afternoon watching them, and it was just amazing to hear yeah. these musicians. And But it seems like you're incredibly professional at no time as a journalist. Have you gone up to say, Billy Idol, <laughs> Billy, can you sing back up on my album? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I think it's... Um... I think there's three times in my career as a journalist where I've ended the uh, the interview asking for a, an autograph. One was with <laughs> William Shatner had an album out. How you're not going to ask William Shatner for an autograph? One was I actually did get to meet Brian Wilson just a couple of years ago, and mm. and I had to ask him for an autograph. And uh, in the I guess it was the mid '90s, there was there was a there was an album where all the um, all four monkeys got together and and played, you know, really played their instruments on an album. Um, and I got to sit in a hangar at the Santa Monica Airport because Mike Nesmith had just flown in from Texas, uh, sitting at a table with all four monkeys. And uh, you know, I I got to come home with an autograph from those guys. But yeah, other than that, I've tried to tried tried to play it cool. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. You can find Charlie Christmas's new album, Weird Old Man, on all the streaming sites. And you can actually buy a copy like I did on all the digital sites. You can also find Charlie on Twitter, at CharlieXmas, with no E, just at CharlieXmas. Then send us your rock influences via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSC Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at Reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener. Thanks, as always, to garbage rocker Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band, and this week by Charlie Christmas. A random fan shout-out this week goes to Trevor Harder. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to the only other rock musician I've interviewed, who is also weird, Weird Al Yankovic. I'll be seeing him perform his Strings Attached tour at the end of this month here in Chicago, and I hope you can catch him wherever you are. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 656-1968 of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Shortly after I put my album up on iTunes, they, uh, Apple announced that they were ending iTunes, and I like to think that there's a connection there. 
Charlie Christmas, you have broken iTunes. Congratulations. <laughs> that's, that's all I ever wanted. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. 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 And so much less.